Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, a podcast where we dig deeper into what it looks like to live a life where in the end, all that matters is God and people. Each week, we will have candid and authentic conversations about how every day brings a fresh beginning and that the best is yet to come as we work together to help fulfill the mission that Jesus has given us. Now, here's our host. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Loving God, Loving People. We're sure that's going to be the title. That might still change. So far, it's the title. Well, we're probably going to do several kinds of podcasts. Mm -hmm. So this is just kind of the beginning and... At some an point. experiment. So this is number quattro of the experimento. And my I, name I don't know. is Robert, and I'm here with Chad Moore. Hello. <laughs> At some we, point, we, we got we to work on that. We do. It's, it's a work in progress. Thanks for being with us while this podcast is under construction. Please don't turn it off yet. Please we, excuse our We got our good mess. stuff today. At some point, maybe we'll try the hot wing challenge while we just... Do Have this interview wa- while eating hot wings and it Josh gets Josh showed me and that. Have you watched that? I've heard about it. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I've seen like, I don't know, man, 15 episodes, <laughs> but it's awesome. I haven't eaten the hot wing sauce that makes them all sweat and go nuts, but um, yeah, so it just progresses. Yeah. You know, the hotter sauce, the hotter sauce, but it's, it's awesome to watch those famous people start <laughs> sweating and get uncomfortable, so... Well, today we're going to be talking about suffering. So that was a good transition. That was a good. <laughs> oh, man. Lighthearted podcast a, yeah, today. Good lead in there. Um, so we're doing the, the Lord's Prayer as a church. We're walking through it. and We're just kind of unpacking hope that's kind of woven throughout the Lord's Prayer, dealing with different areas of hopelessness. And when you talk to people who maybe don't want to go to church or they don't want to follow Jesus or whatever, they'll go, well, there's just so much suffering in the world. And for a lot of people, that's the hangup. They've either experienced or they've witnessed suffering in this world. And it, it begs the question, how could God be good if there's that kind of suffering? Have you had those interactions with people? Have you had those conversations? Oh yeah, of course. A lot of time, uh, some, a lot of times somebody will tell me they're an atheist or whatever. And my question is, okay, when did you stop believing in God? Cause, cause there's something inside of us that makes us long for more, which means there must be more, because mm-hmm. if we were a random collection of molecules, why would we even ever think that, right? And yet we do. We, we're philosophical. You know, what's the, what's the material purpose for art? You know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. There's, there's something inside of us that makes us long for more. And we all have a, it should be this way. Where yeah. does that should be come from? Yeah. Well, the fact that somebody says, because they're suffering, I'm not going to believe in God. Well, how would you know the difference? Mm-hmm. If it was completely survival of the fittest, you would totally believe in suffering, mm-hmm. right? Of course, then they may say, well, I do believe in suffering, so that proves there's no God, which it doesn't. Um, what does prove there's a God is the fact that you think it's not the way it should be. Yeah. So, yeah, just turn that over on its head. Yeah. So buried inside of all of us, we know there's a should be, and we know that we're not in it. We know that things are not as they should be. Yeah. Well, most, most atheists... Um, my premise is they do believe in God. They're just really mad at him because mm-hmm. nobody's hyper angry at the Easter bunny, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, and yet uh, most of the atheists I talk to, if you really get into the conversation, they're hyper angry at God. Yeah. Hopefully our demographic isn't kids age eight or whatever, because they're going to be really devastated to find out about the Easter bunny thing. So uh, spoiler alert, there's no Easter bunny. My parenting advice is always tell your kids the truth. <laughs> you know, I mean, some things are a game. Some yeah. things are just for fun. But anyway, that's a sidebar. We'll talk about that another time. So suffering, it is, it is part of life. It is part of 
the human condition. It is part of all of our experience. So how, in the midst of suffering, can you find hope? Well, I, I think what you have to realize is um, there is meaning and purpose in, in suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that uh, we'll say here at Sun Valley is, you know, you grow through what you're going through. Uh, another way that I'll say that is you, you don't want to waste the pain of, of life. Um, if I'd never suffered, if I never experienced pain, if I never had any issues, man, I would be completely, totally immature. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned parenting a moment ago. If, if, if you see a child that's never been disciplined, yep. that, that's always been excused of the pain and consequence of life, uh, what you have there is a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about human nature and the thing about um, our sinful nature, the rebellion that's inside of all of us, uh, pain helps us grow. Uh, pain makes us pay attention to God. Um, you know, who, who prays when the plane's going down? Everybody, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about atheists a little bit. You know, even my atheist friends would pray if the plane was going down just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when there's no turbulence and everything is smooth sailing, uh, we forget God, we forget to grow. You know, we sit on the couch and watch Netflix and that's it. So there's a purpose in pain and the purpose in pain is to help us grow through what we're going through. And um, that is philosophically easy to say, mm-hmm. right? But it's it's really hard to live. Yeah, Lindsay and I, recently, we've been having this conversation where we're looking at our kids. We have great kids. We love our kids. We're like, I think they might have it too good. Because the stuff that they complain about, the stuff that they're upset about, the stuff that they kind of lose their minds over, we're like, this is not a big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Your, your life might be too good. We might need to let you struggle a little bit more than you're currently struggling in order to realize, oh, there's... There's more to life than what I'm experiencing, and there are challenges, and things are difficult. I'm going to have to overcome those things. Yeah. So, so one of the hardest truths to accept. So I'm, I'm just going to let's go all the way. All let's right, you ready? Um, to live is to hurt. To be in any relationship with any depth of any kind is to sooner or later have some hurt. It is part of the human condition. Uh, this is why the Bible says, you know, the earth groans for the return of Jesus, you know, to, to make all things new. But I think in the modern world, we have this idea that life's supposed to be easy. I'm always supposed to be happy. I'm never supposed to. And that's just not true. Um, you will experience the greatest joys of your life on the other side of working through pain and hurt. Um, it's just part of, part of life. Uh, faith, hope, and love. Uh, those three things, you know, and the greatest of those three is, lo- is love, means that there's going to be hurt. Well, why do you have to have faith? Well, because there's going to be hurt. Do you trust God or not? Why do we have to have hope? Because well, the human soul has to have hope. There's going to be hard times. And what do we do? We choose to love even when it's difficult. But faith, hope, and love is what makes life great. Mm-hmm. And for those to exist, hurt has, has to exist. And that's a very un-American philosophy. Totally. Because we hate pain in America. I read some stats. There, there, there's a book, I think it's called The Gift of Pain. Uh, and I, I was reading through it. Philip Yancey. It, it talked through um, even just our consumption of like all the ibuprofen in the world, like 80% of it's consumed in America, all the painkillers, all the whatever. Like we hate pain, yet pain really is a gift from God because it also is an indicator that things are not as they should be. Um, it's If I'm experiencing pain, yeah, sometimes it's just growing pains, right? But then sometimes it's there's something that's not right. It's like the fire alarm going off or the smoke detector's going off, my problem 
is not the smoke detector. My solution is not, let me turn that thing off, pull out the battery, good, it's not going off anymore. The issue is there's a fire in the house. That's just the alarm sounding that things are not as they should be, and you probably need to get out. And so sometimes the pain we experience, it's an alarm going off that things are not as they should be. Yeah. That, that things aren't healthy or aren't right or aren't how God designed them to be. Yeah. Well, there's two sides to that. So, so one is you got a problem. Two is you want something better. So there's no beautiful music without the pain of learning to play the instrument, mm-hmm. right? There's no beautiful marriage without the pain of, of working through the intimacy it takes that it, to, to get there. Uh, there. There's no beautiful athletic performance without the pain of the weight room and the training. Mm-hmm. So, so there's two sides to that. One side is warning. The other side is if you want to win at life, there's going to be pain. So, so one protects us and one provides us uh, something, something better. Mm-hmm. Both things are at play. And there's this progression. You have pain, and if you persevere through the pain, now now you've built some some character, you built some faith, and now you have hope. Talk about because you've you've experienced pain, and and you've gone through this this journey. And on the other side, your faith has grown, your relationship with God has grown, your hope has grown. Yeah. Um, talk talk us through that process. Yeah. So um, one of the most common pieces of marriage advice I give, I may have said this here recently on a podcast is, you know, don't give up, grow up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's a piece of advice I give to myself in all kinds of areas Mm -hmm. of of life. Um, What pain does is it causes you to pay attention. Uh, it is it is that warning side, and and if you persevere through the pain, you do come out different on the other side. I call it the the tunnel of chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that from an, another another pastor. What we want to do, to your point, um, as Americans, is we want to avoid the pain. Mm-hmm. And so there's a hundred different ways to medicate the pain. It, it doesn't have to be ibuprofen. It can be shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 can be. Um, you know, a, a hobby, it, it, whatever I can do to take my mind off off the pain, that's that's what I'll do. But when there's something painful in life and you begin to work through it, it, it does mature you. It does it does strengthen you. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm a proponent of is is counseling. If you have an issue in a relationship, mm-hmm. well, I've gone to counseling. Uh, my wife and I have gone to counseling. And I never enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one time. I, there was a season uh, in our lives. Some people may know this. Some some may not. But years ago, my wife and I were separated for a time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we both decided we were going to work on the on the marriage. And so counseling was on Tuesdays. And so I'd wake up Tuesday morning and I'd be like, oh, crap, it's Tuesday, right? Because I don't want to go to counseling. So what do you do in counseling? Well, you you deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. You, you, you look at this thing that you, that you want to grow through and, and deal with. So now here we are um, 15 years later, and there's an intimacy and an honesty that we have that when other people hear about how honest we are with each other, it shocks them. Mm-hmm. But the only way, so here's, here's the benefit, the only way to experience the real love of God and the real love of someone else is to be courageous enough to be the real you. Well, the only way you can be the real you is to be honest. And so as much as it took us all kinds of pain to get there, as much as even in current reality, you know, honesty is is painful, it takes us to a place of intimacy that is worth the price. Mm -hmm. Uh, That intimacy um, is, is deep. It's, it's, it's rich because it's, it's real. 
Um, and then, of course, trust increases and all of that. But, but we would not experience those moments without, without the pain to, to get there. So it strengthens you. It, it, it teaches you how to, to, for lack of a, way, a better way to say it, to live in the real. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of a crazy person, why are they crazy? Well, they don't live in reality. Mm-hmm. Well, if you avoid pain, you're not living in reality. You're just escaping it. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way again. The only way to experience the real love of God and the real love of people is to be courageous enough to be real you. But real relationships are going to have some real pain. Yeah. And so you deal with it, and then you experience the real joy of it on, on, on the other side of that tunnel of chaos. Well, and I, I can remember you talking about counseling, and you didn't have lots of great things to say about it while you were in it, while you were going, you know, and yeah. frustrated and, and all of that because it was gut-wrenching and painful and all of your stuff is just, you know, exposed and being brought to light and all of that. And it's just, it's not a fun process. Nobody enjoys that process. Well, yeah. So on the podcast, you know, it's 100% vulnerable here. I, I remember one day, I mean, my count, Christian counselor, mm-hmm. I mean, I just cussed him out and, mm-hmm. and I did not keep it PG. I yeah. mean, we went rated R and I'd let him know what I thought about him. Now he goes to Sun Valley. <laughs> but, uh, you know, out of, out of that, he and I actually built a great friendship because there was so much honesty, mm-hmm. right? Had I sat there and been, well, I'm the pastor. I'm not going to really let him know how I feel about this. One, I wouldn't have been healed. Two, we wouldn't be friends. And three, probably wouldn't be in at Sun, in Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the moral of that story is not cuss more. <laughs> the moral of that story is uh, life's painful. And don't pretend. Let, don't pretend. Um, don't don't Christianese, mm-hmm. you know, your way through things. That's speaking language to just mask over what's going on. Life is hard. Um, there's lots of pain in the world, and God is good. And if we will choose to grow through what we're going through, there are some great things on the other side. Yeah. So Jesus, as he's praying this this prayer and giving us this framework for us to learn how to pray, for us to learn how to to relate and connect with God, he, he's praying, your kingdom come, talking to God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as we're experiencing things not as they should be in this world, how does that apply to this problem of suffering in the world? Okay. So in this moment in the prayer, so I'm going to repeat what you just said, Mm -hmm. just emphasize it. So your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, everything is right in heaven. Mm -hmm. There's a culture to heaven. Yeah. And it's different than the culture we have here. That's exactly right. So we want that in the here and now. Mm -hmm. Um, so part of the Christian life is, is we take the ways of heaven into the real world. So let's apply this to pain. Um, most of life, as far as quality of life, how we grow, what we experience, it is really not about what happens to us, but how we respond to it. And somebody right now is arguing with me in their mind. Well, this didn't happen to you. And I said, okay. As much as we can, this is not going to be emotionally satisfying, but then we'll come back to it. Let's step out of whatever you're feeling or experiencing right now into objectivity. Mm -hmm. Why is it somebody rich, beautiful, famous, has everything that we want, everything that we think would satisfy us, everything that we we think, you know, would make life complete, and they commit suicide, Mm -hmm. or they overdose on a drug, or on and on, And, and they're... Or they're just miserable. There's, or they're miserable. Yeah, there's dozens of stories of, of, of that, mm-hmm. right? And yet— That we know of. Yeah. And then there's all the ones that they've done a good enough job masking it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so circumstances are great. And yet, misery. And last week, um, I'm in the home of a 23-year-old kid that's got brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And this dude, like, rocked my world full of joy— mm-hmm. The attitude that he had, and he wasn't 
like full of crap when he was telling me this. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with the kid looking him in the eye. It's real. He's met Jesus in the midst of this, of this suffering. So why is it this person in pain is at peace, mm-hmm. and this person it's an, who's pretty and in a moment of prosperity, right, is, expensi- is experiencing turmoil? Because it's not what happens to us. It's how we respond to it. Mm-hmm. So your will be done. Okay, now the emotional side of it. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is help me to respond to the reality of the pain of life with heavenly ways. Mm-hmm. In light of the reality of heaven. In light of the reality to pain, may your heavenly ways work in me in such a way that I respond to the pain of the world like Jesus would if he were in my place. Let heaven flow in me and through me. God work it in and I will work it out in the world. I mean, that that's that part of, of the prayer. Um, and, and what I've learned is, okay, so we're talking about counseling, and I didn't want to go and all that. Uh, you talked about forgiveness a couple of weeks ago. To forgive is to agree with heaven, right? Mm-hmm. When we practice those heavenly ways, it heals us. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes us to a place, even if we can't see it right now, it takes us to a place where we're experiencing joy in a heavenly fashion that we didn't even think was possible. Right? And we can have joy in suffering, but it's on the other side of the pain. It's through yeah. the pain. It's God's will in us in the midst of a broken world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of a mystery to it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's unnatural, too. It's, it's supernatural. Well, it's, it's heavenly culture, not earthly culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, <laughs> and that pain and learning that is one of the things that makes us long for God, long for heaven, long for Jesus. Which is why John in the book of Revelation says, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yeah. You know, And the response from heaven is, amen, right? Bring it. But when I grow through what I'm going through, on the other side of that tunnel of chaos, there, there is a little bit of heaven in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's also, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day that's fallen apart about some different things going on. And my honest opinion was, dude, what are you going to do when something real bad happens? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that is because when you walk through pain, and I was gracious and compassionate and all that. That's what I was thinking on the inside. But... Um, when you go through some things, that God does some bulletproof stuff in your soul, and you just begin to look at life differently, mm-hmm. you know, and, and suddenly a flat tire is not as big of a deal as it used to be, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned uh, visiting with this 20-something-year-old dealing with brain cancer and all yeah, that. Yeah. Years ago, um, there was a student that shared his story, and this, this is a student who was dying of uh, leukemia, and it had come back, and it was the doctor said, this is it. This is the end of it. 17-year-old kid. And uh, the camp that I was a part of, we made this video of his story. And in the video, I'll never forget it. He says, I'm not afraid for myself. He goes, I'm dying. I know that. He says, I'm afraid for everybody else who's so distracted. They don't realize that they're dying too. And it was that that pain gave him such clarity mm-hmm. and, and that perspective to understand all of us are dying. All these things we're chasing after are temporary. None of these things are going to satisfy. None of these things are going to last and, and so God's kingdom will last. God's kingdom come, that's an investment in our eternity with God. That's, that's perspective. And I just, I'll never forget that 17-year-old. I'm not afraid for myself. I'm afraid for all the other students I go to school with who don't know Jesus and are so distracted with whatever games and, you know, chasing after whatever. And oh, yeah. It's such a clear perspective. Well, and, and yeah, you, you think about the person, their biggest issue in life is... Uh, you know, they, they want the new outfit they saw in the fashion magazine, or they can't wait to get the new car. And their whole life is about that. Mm-hmm. How shallow is that person? How weak are they? And how unfulfilled 
you know, can, can, can you be? And yet all of us have this idea that, that that's, that's where it's at. And then you meet another person that's walked through some pain that has some depth to them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's who you want to hang out with, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just because that is a little bit of heaven in the real world. It's, it's focusing on what matters most. It's, it's allowing your kingdom come, your will be done in me, mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening in, in the world. And it's just a whole nother, whole nother level. Um, when, when Christians realize that it's about Jesus, you really begin to grow up. Uh You know, I, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take us on a little sidebar here, but we'll come back. You know, this whole prosperity theology thing Uh will lead you to utter despair and emptiness. Yeah. This whole idea that God is a means to my end versus God is enough. And what I've learned in my life is when Jesus is all you have, you really realize he's all I need. Mm-hmm. And it just takes you to another level. And and then when good things happen in life or whatever, you just enjoy it at a whole nother level. When bad things happen in life, it doesn't stop you yeah. or crush you. Yep. Uh, because there's a deep work that God's done in your soul. That runs way deeper than our circumstances. So somebody that's suffering right now, great prayer is your kingdom come, your will be done in me. Yeah. As it is, as it is in heaven, may may heavenly ways flow in me and through me, regardless of what I'm going through. Yep. And whatever you're going through, as my grandma always says, this too shall pass. Yeah, it's temporary. Yeah, grow through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I won't quote your grandma. I'll quote Winston Churchill: <laughs> "If you're going through hell, keep going. You just want to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to stay there. So you just you just keep moving forward. And and life is hard. Mm-hmm. And life is also seasonal. To your grandma's point. Mm-hmm. There are wintry, horrible, icy, cold days, but summer's coming. Yeah. And God can be trusted. Yeah. That's good. Well, we're out of time. And so uh, I think we'll wrap up here. Just real quick, one last question. What's one thing that people who are listening don't know about you? Anything. Go. Oh, well, I've, I've been in Sun Valley for 15 years. I think I've told all my stories. And- so I've worked with you for 16 years. And I just found out last week that you grew up with an alligator. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, nobody knows that. Okay, well, technically, you wanted to change the subject from suffering, didn't you? So <laughs> technically, I did not grow up with an alligator. My dad had an, had an alligator. Okay. And his name was Jimmy James. And he lived, he lived in a little pond. We call it a stock tank in Texas. Mm-hmm. My parents were divorced, and my dad had a, had a place uh, kind of outside the city, had, had some acreage. And he had this little alligator somebody gave him, and he would ride out on the tractor and throw marshmallows in the middle of the pond, and this little alligator would swim out. Well, I came home from college, and that alligator, you know, when last time I saw it, it was like a foot and a half long, just a little mm-hmm. baby. And the thing was like three and a half feet long. <laughs> and I'm out there fishing, and I'm like, Dad, Jimmy James is, <laughs> is massive. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, I've been feeding him marshmallows. And then uh, one, one, one day, Jimmy James just... Just went missing, and I'm like, "What happened to him?" And he goes, "Well, he probably went for bigger water, you know. He's he's stretching out." So, so you thought he was just waiting for you, you to get lured back into the stock tank? Maybe to, he needed a bigger meal than marshmallows. Yeah. So that okay, that's something I've never told that story yeah. at Sun Valley. So yeah, we had an alligator, and his name was Jimmy James. All right. Well, you've come a long way, Chad. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I kind of miss the alligator days, frankly. Yeah. I, I have days lately. I'm like, you know. It'd be all right being out on the tractor and feeding marshmallows to Jimmy marshmallows James. <laughs> out to Jimmy James mowing, mowing the pasture. But anyway, all right. I digress. Suffering. 
Thanks for joining us for this podcast. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is heaven. That's great stuff. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks for joining us this week on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with a friend. Doing that will help us reach and help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you're always welcome to join us online or in person for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc. Thanks for joining us.